Alright. Hello to you. This is Lenny D'Angelo. Ah, uh, boy. I'm telling you, I've been uh, talking about uh, going, moving from uh, invent, observational to inventive drawing. And it's been a challenge, actually, to uh, address this topic in the audio form with words. Words fail it. Ah, but I'm trying my best here. Uh, uh, I'm sure I've repeated myself. But I think it's important uh, to move on from how to get the basic uh, information onto the page. And I want to I wanna break it down like this. Uh, it's a note-taking exercise getting started on a drawing. It's a note-taking exercise. I, oh, rant. I could go on a rant. This is a good way to use this time. <laughs> Boy, the other day I was talking to a friend and I got real worked up. I got upset. Can you believe that? <laughs> I got real upset. Because I have been watching, the timing on this was a perfect thing, the perfect storm. I had been watching a series of Instagram videos that have been recommended to me. You know how that engine works, it recommends nonsense to you, based on who they think you are. And the, I, the thing I don't like about the AI engines that recommend things, oh, whole side rant about AI. AI sucks. AI, you know what AI is going to do? I'm sorry to sound like an old man or a doomsayer. My father's the biggest doomsayer I know. Sorry to sound like an old man, but you know what AI is going to do? It's going to make everybody uh, irritatingly similar. Like we're going back to the 60s and 70s when everybody was watching the same TV show. It's basically going to turn us back into that. And I don't want that. It's also going to allow it to be... To, it's, it's, it allows for the corporatization of thought, which nobody's considered, I don't think. Is anybody talking about this? Look, if you have a computer with algorithms recommending things to you, much the way the banner ads have worked on the internet for years and years, all right? You notice that when you've been searching for product on Amazon, you, all of a sudden your banner ads are uh, pulling those things up again? You're on a completely different site, but all of a sudden there's an Amazon banner ad showing things you was looking for. Um, that's what the AI is going to do. So you listen to a certain kind of music, the AI tells you what else to listen to. This seems like a blessing. It's not a blessing because it's corporatized. Corporatization. The corporatization of that is going to make it so... That those things that are recommended to you will only be things that they want you to see. And who's the day? Ah, big picture. Who who knows who that is? I don't like it. It'll make it so that your stream of consciousness, your connections that you make online, will all of a sudden be monitored and and directed by the AI instead of uh, you know the random nonsense we used to get into. Ah, and here I go waxing. Waxing nostalgic about <laughs> about 20 years ago. Who cares? All right. My point. What was, I go, what was I getting at? Oh, I got the Instagram thing recommended to me. And it showed uh, a, a, a speeded up video. And I see these on YouTube all the time. A speeded up video of somebody drawing something. 
only the end product was beautiful right it's a beautiful rendering of some cartoon i don't know it was it was like a creature or something but the artist in the video started from i don't know a, a hand or something like there was no sketching involved it was straight to rendering from like from top to bottom rendering like as if a printer was printing it you know how print you ever watch the printer work it's like back and forth, back and forth. And every single line is a perfect uh, finished product. But it's that's not how the brain works. And that's not how drawing works. So I'm watching this video and I'm thinking, this is a magic trick. And I've seen uh, uh, this guy, Kim Jong... Kim Jong... I think it is Kim Jong... Kim Jong Gi, who is an amazing artist. And I've seen him do it in person. Start with a Sharpie marker. Have I talked about this? I feel like I've talked about this. Start with a Sharpie marker and a giant piece of paper, and he'll, you'll see him drawing a few lines, and it, it's a baseball hat. Okay? And, it, you know, in about three seconds, he's got a baseball hat drawn, perfectly uh, uh, rendered in form. You know, all of it. It's very articulate. His drawings are not rough at all. It's a perfectly articulated baseball cap in perspective. And from that baseball cap, he'll go and make a whole scene, like a, like a, I don't know, a street scene with like bicycles and shit. What are you doing from a baseball cap with a sharpie on a on a wall, like a paper the size of a wall? I've seen him do it, and that is deceptive and dangerously so. Why? Why is that deceptive? I look, maybe. And here's where I got into the argument with my friend. Because my friend then proceeded to show me an ins- another Instagram artist. Ah, the Insta-celeb. Who does uh, these very intricate character drawings. like, But they're silhouetted, kind of. And it's just it's very much like Kim Jong-gi. The, the, the Sharpie marker uh, or a felt-tip pen kind of a drawing. But it, but it starts with a single line or, a, or the edge of a, of a hand or whatever, and then it moves into this whole thing. And I, at the, at the time, I was not willing to concede that that was possible. And I was claiming all sorts of outrageous things, trickery, calling bullshit on it. Trickery, I said. Shamanism, I said. Uh, uh, <laughs> no shamanism. What am I talking about? That snake oil shit. That's not real. That's that people aren't actually. Nobody draws like that. Nobody draws like that. You ever seen that stuff from the seventies when photorealism was a trending? If you've ever seen that stuff, you you'll see that those artists, even those artists who are doing photorealistic paintings or whatever, they had a very meticulous process. They didn't start with a fucking piece of paint, like a oh I'm gonna start with red on my brush and paint the whole scene. That's not how it works, especially not with a drawing. Its drawing is very abstract. It's all line based. You can't get from point A to point Z. Uh, without making a few marks in between. It's not a, a linear process like that. But I digress. My friend got very upset. We got into a heated argument because I would not concede that this is possible. I don't think it's possible. Because it goes against everything I've been talking about. 
And when that happens, I have to reconsider my whole worldview shit. Well, all right, here's the thing. I'm willing to concede that a master like Kim Jong-gi, after years of drawing practice, can maybe draw a hat in perspective and do a whole scene with a Sharpie marker and a, from drawing a hat. Unfortunately, I have to concede that because I've seen him do it too many times. And apparently there are people out there that work like that. Caveat. Or, uh, or uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, look, word to the wise. Don't start your drawing practice by expecting that kind of nonsense. That ain't everybody. It's not even most people. Most people can't draw shit. And that's a fact. Even after years of study, it's very complicated and difficult. It never stops being difficult. And when people go on Instagram and make videos that make it look very easy, and they don't say, they don't go out of their way to say, hey, this was really hard, you don't start out this way. It creates a false perception of how drawing works. It doesn't work like that. In my experience, of course. So if you want to bang your head against a wall and try and spend your time learning how to draw an entire uh, invented creature that you've never drawn before, uh, starting with a fingernail, you go right ahead. You enjoy. That'll be fun. Uh, you, you enjoy. I'm not going to get in your way. I'm just saying that ain't how it works. And it upsets me that people... Uh, well, we're talking, of course, about image craft. The world of image craft. Uh, where you pick your knight, or your druid, or your, your troll, or whatever you want to pick. And then you're like, well, this is who I am. No, you're not. You're not anything. I don't know how you do the magic trick. I don't know how you do it. But I know enough about drawing to know that 99.9% of people don't draw like that. It isn't how visualization works. And I'm even talking about beautiful people who make amazing work. More amazing than these renderings I'm talking about on the internet. More amazing than that. And those people don't work like that either. So, just say, all right. So all of this to say, the process of drawing, of, of sighting from observation, and making the, the, the notes that you have to make is a process of building up. Starting from a blank page and starting in the left bottom corner and working all the way to the top right, eh, that's not building up. That's something a machine does. That's a 3D printing job or whatever. That's not what artists do. You have to visualize. And in order to visualize, you have to be able to see and you have to be able to make mistakes and adjust. And anyone who tries to shortcut that finds themselves ups- finds themselves a little lost at the end or a little awkward looking. And anyone who tries to pretend that that's not the process, uh, for whatever purpose, I don't know, I... I'm very suspicious of online personalities. So, you know, grain of salt here. But anyone who tries to build up 
themselves as some sort of master that can draw from a fingernail, uh, an entirely rendered creature. I don't. I suspect their motivations. That's all. I don't know what they're on about. What do you? What is that? What are you trying to say? Well, I mean, what? How does that help another artist understand your process? Is that really your process? So what you're saying is your entire process exists in your mind, your brilliant mind. Oh, beautiful song, man. Brilliant mind. I think it's from a band called Furniture. From the from the Back to the Future sound. No, so, uh, sorry. Uh, some kind of wonderful soundtrack, man. That soundtrack's a that's a another typical example of a soundtrack better than the movie. I'll give you a second example: The Crow. Unwatchable film. Very good soundtrack. Anyway, dated references, people. I. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I don't believe in that kind of drawing. Boy, that was a tangent, I'll tell you what. Here's what it is. Here's what you do when you're starting a drawing. And anybody who says otherwise, uh, I, have, I, I take issue with those people. But, uh, but it's, this is just my opinion, of course. So grain of salt with my thing, too. Is that drawing is a step-by-step uh, from planning to production to finish kind of project. The planning phase is for you is is for you to understand what you're looking at, to translate it in the rough, in the rough to a paper surface within the compositional space that you've chosen. That's the first portion of the exercise. Starting from a fingernail, you don't know where the rest of it's gonna end up. Unless you've drawn that thing a, a friggin' million times. Fingernail gives you rel- doesn't give you any relative scale to work with it doesn't give you any relative position to work with how do you do a nice composition from a fingernail or the corner of a box or whatever you, you, the corner doesn't tell you anything you need the overall so that's the planning phase so here's how it will go step by step in my opinion you compose right you look at the edges of the paper you look at the frame that you're working within And you create a space within that frame that you want your image to to sit. Now, if you're working from observation, this is the first step is to look at the width and the height of the uh, subject that you're looking at. Is it wider than it is tall? And if so, by how much? And you can do that by measuring, which I'll cover next. If it's wide, you turn your paper sideways so that you get kind of a, a, a longer or uh, wider space to work with, or you compose within a vertical space, a width. Either way, mark some boundaries, very light marks on the edge, right and left, so that you know the space relatively with, or, or roughly what you're working within. Okay, that's composition. You compose. Mark your boundaries, mark your edges lightly on a page. Within the frame, remember that marking, composing is is a dialogue with the frame, with the edge. The next thing is establish your midpoint. When you're looking at a subject, you need to find the center point, or if it's especially big, you break it down into thirds or fourths. You do this by using sighting techniques, and that's holding a, a drawing implement in front of you with your elbow locked, so that you always get the same measurement and finding landmarks on the subject that help you break the subject down into equal portions, width and height. Now, when you're finding the midpoint, 
or the fourths or the thirds, whatever it's going to be, also take a measurement of height versus width. If it's a very tall thing, you're going to want to figure out how what the midpoint is tall first. Then compare that halfway measurement. If you can do half, that's easier. Find, figure out what that halfway measurement, how that compares to the width of it. And in a perfect world, the height, the 50% of the height in a, in a high thing might be around 50% of the width, if, you, if that makes sense. Like those two measurements might be similar enough that you can use your fingers and your paper, your area on your paper, to half it uh, horizontally, and then to use that measurement to establish how high it is as well. This is the part that I always breaks down when I'm trying to describe this with words. It's hard. Point being, you need to understand how wide and how high so that you can mark boundaries on your paper where that's going to sit. And the, the ratio of the measurement on your paper and the ratio in real space, that's what you got to figure out. That's a start. Now, at this point, you've got an area inside which you're going to work with, right? You understand then the boundaries of the piece and the boundaries of the subject. It's a very big picture. Once you establish the midpoints, you need to envelope the thing. And I read, I read this this particular title of it, uh, what that's called in a book. And I don't love it. I love silhouette. But enveloping is more accurate because it's not that you want to do a, anybody ever had an art class to do this uh, blind contour drawing where you just draw exactly around the edge of something, getting all the little details without looking at the paper. This isn't that. This is more like, what are the edges? What are the boundaries of this subject as a whole? Like, can I get a couple of measurements and marks made here that give me an edge here and an edge there? And this is something you got to feel out depending on your subject. So again, that's very hard to describe. But basically, you're capturing the silhouette. Now, it's not an exact drawing at this point. You're not drawing a big black line around the silhouette. You're just finding little moments within the subject that give you clues. You're measuring Measuring across, measuring up and down. Okay? Right. And then you move on to the inner side, the inner landmarks. Basically, what you did to capture the edges, roughly, you start doing that inside the subject. Usually, your subject's going to be composed of several smaller subjects. What are the edges of those things? What are the silhouettes in those things? And how do they compare to the silhouettes in another thing? This is where you could start doing comparative measurement. All of this takes place very quickly. And it's not exact. It's, un it's, a, it's important to understand. It's not exact. You don't just do it and it's right. You make a mark. You adjust. You go back and forth, back and forth. Like a, you're basically scanning it. Like it's Star Trek The Next Generation where they use the dish to do a scan. Bzz. I don't know. Scanning the surface for life. Scanning the surface for... Uh, uh, what's this stuff? Uh, they, they, they power with... Uh, the, the, the crystals there. They had crystals. It's the future, right? They can't run on, on poop or whatever. It's weird, right? They gotta get crystals. Uh, what were those things called? 
dilithium. You got to get dilithium everywhere you go. So in the future, they're still strip mining. That's all you need to know. We're sending little kids down into holes. I remember several episodes where they go into mines or into caves to find dilithium. Come on. We're still, we're still hunting for rocks in the future, even though we're flying millions of miles in space. Okay, forget it. So once you've done that, oh, and a technique for doing that is to look for, for uh, <clears throat> almost horizontal and almost vertical lines and scanning back and forth. So sometimes with an inorganic subject, you've got these straight lines, lines that run up and down, lines that run side to side. Those are the easiest to spot, and those are the easiest to measure. So those are the easiest to start with when you start looking for your for your uh, your envelope edges, your your silhouette edges, and your inner silhouette edges, right? So there's the big outer shape. You can find sharp edges by just like running your tool, uh, holding it up uh, vertically in front of your face, and running it side to side, and taking very very quick little comparative measurements. Once you've done that, you could start measuring angles, and that's things that don't run parallel. Or, I'm sorry, things that don't run horizontal and vertical. That's angle measurement. And that, you do that by holding your tool out in front of you uh, like a balance, like a scales of justice, tipping it one way or the other, transferring that directly to the areas that you see that angle. Once you've done that pass, what you end up with there is a is a very rough looking, very abstract looking, but pretty accurate uh, note taking exercise. And that's all it is. It's for taking notes. Now, ideally you do that in a few minutes. Ideally, it takes a while to get that good, but ideally, and that's a note taking exercise. So that what you're looking at is a page of quick scribbly notes that are accurate. And from that, you begin the drawing process that you're off, well, that, that you would be familiar with if you'd been drawing for years without ever trying to do this analytical thing. Only the difference would be that what you see in front of you is a, is a guide. You're not working from the blank page starting in one corner. Now, I strongly believe in this process, and I strongly disbelieve if that's the right word, in the other process, which I see on Instagram in people's sped up videos. I don't care if you want to do a time-lapse video where you draw from, from a fingernail. That's fine, but that's not useful for people starting out. It's very high bar. And I don't believe, I have trouble believing, I will say. I don't want to get in a fight with my friend again. But I have trouble believing that anybody's capable of that. I have trouble believing that. I don't have faith in that process at all. I have a lot of faith in this process that I've been trying to describe. All right. And then once and for all, I think I'll move on from this. It's been enough. It's enough, dude. It's enough. Note to self. You've gone on long enough. Okay. So, observation to invention. Right. All right. All right. This is Lenny D'Angelo.